I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwiches. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Akhtang Millwall, my name is Nick Hart. We speak, of course, in the aftermath of last night's 3-2 loss at the King Power Stadium against Leicester City, one of the leading clubs, if not the leading club in the division, I thought they were a very strong side. Um, I've got the voicemail show for you here today, listeners, always one of my favourites, got quite a bit of material for you in the aftermath of that loss today. Um, So I'm going to do two shows, part one is going to be the voicemail show, this one. Part two will be a conversation I had with Michael and Harry, which will go out very, very shortly once I've had the chance to edit it. Um, but before any further ado, we are, of course, still just about in touch with Christmas. They'll take orders even up till, you know, late in the day. So if you are looking for a football quiz game, a football trivia, the number one football trivia quiz game for the football head in your life, you can look no further than punditgames.co.uk. It's a fantastic game. Answer five questions in a row, score a goal, play for 45 minutes each way, and you have a result. And that's that way you decide who is the number one football trivia quiz head in your household, family, grouping, social club, whatever you want to do. Just as a little taste of question, listeners, we've got um, before each show this season, we're doing a a little teaser question. This is what the one today is a is from England in the 1990s, so Premier League 1990s era. This is a golden boy of the early 90s with a wand of a left foot and no shortage of female admirers, apparently. Um, a 1990 League Cup hat trick at, Hi- at Highbury, Arsenal, stole more hearts at Old Trafford and he went on to appear on Celebrity Love Island, Dancing on Ice, and even had a minor role in Coronation Street. Those shows have escaped me, but I do remember him as a footballer. Uh, this He was in the Manchester United side here. Les Seeley in goal, Gary Pallister, Steve Bruce in the centre of defence. Dennis Irwin, Clayton Blackmore in the respective right and left-back positions. Mike Phelan, Paul Ince in midfield. Danny Wallace, Mark Hughes, Brian McClare and Mr X. Answer at the end of today's show, dear listeners. That's Pundit Games. .co.uk. Get it for Christmas, get it for birthdays, get it just for the sheer fun of it. Every product sold generates a donation to the Lions Food Hub, so you're doing good as well as getting yourself a fantastic quiz game. So, listeners, back to last night's business. Uh, starting 11 for Mill last night, Sarkic in goal, back five, actually. I, I listed it here as a back four. Actually, it was a five-man defence, uh, two 5-2-1-2 formation. Better we had Sarkic in goal, Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Wes Harding, Ryan Leonard, Mr. Dependable, George Savile, and Alan Campbell, Mr. Mr. Um, you know, Mr. Forgettable. Uh, Honeyman, Watmore, Norton Cuffey, and Bradshaw laid that in the 4-2-3-1. But it was 5-2-1-2 for those formation junkies out there. I thought it was a pretty strong performance in the first half, in all honesty. We're up against a very decent side in Leicester City. Their class oozed, in in my opinion. They were uh, very, very strong defensively in coming forwards, but we held them. And in fact, did well to get ahead. There was a nice run forwards from Watmore, if memory serves, which produced um, a move on the left side. Nice cross in from Murray Wallace. Much maligned player. That's actually a nice cross in from the left side. And beautifully put away by Tom Bradshaw, who glanced header 
into the, the right side of the goal. Um, it was a really nice move, a really well-taken chance. And there we are, nine minutes gone, 1-0 to the Lions. I thought we were looking bright. We had another move shortly afterwards where we broke uh, down the middle. Ball through. I can't. I think that was Watmore that put the ball through. I could be wrong. Found Tom Bradshaw. It was good defending, in all honesty. Forced Bradshaw towards the right side, created a really tough angle for his shot, which went wide. But that was a moment where if we'd have got you know another goal, then the game would have looked really, really strong. We kept picking up yellow cards. The referee last night was Keith Stroud, uh, a figure of uh, some pantomime villain, you know, villainous figure at the den, of course, and he was handing out yellow cards um, left, right and centre, which did did us no good, really, because it meant that our defence had to pull its punches slightly. But that said, I thought we contained Leicester very, very well. There's one wonderful statistic at 33 minutes that we were on 23% possession to their 77%. Um, they did carve out a decent chance of, uh, just a moment later. There was a move down the right side. The 18, the winger. Very strong player, I thought, their 18. Can't think of his name. Not going to find it out for you, listeners. You don't expect that on this show, do you? Um, pulled the ball back across goal, and uh, we were fortunate, really. They fired over. It was the 25 fired over over the bar. Um, penalty shout a few moments later, where Lady Luck did smile upon us. We've been calling for a touch of luck, and we did get it there, really, because it, in, you know, looking at the slow motion, replays it with a penalty against Harding clattered their man and uh, only a corner was awarded so we rode our, our luck there to get through to 1-0 having lived on our nerves at times in that first half but actually I thought containing a very very strong side and to be leading at the half was not what any of us expected I saw one chap online posting that um, he'd put money on a 7-0 loss for Millwall last night uh, you know against Millwall last night which um, people do what they've got to do especially in the betting world but um, I, I thought we actually did well to be in the game. The problem, of course, came straight after the break. Um, a decent save, actually, to start us off from Sarkic, a man that we'll mention again very shortly. Um, but within moments of that decent save on 45 minutes, we were uh, at one all. Strange kind of looping header, which when you watch it back on the uh, YouTube this morning... I thought it was actually poor judgment by Sarkic, which it was in the sense that he didn't come far enough and physically enough to, to claim the cross in. Um, but also you've got to look at the defending, which was poor and allowed a, a, an odd looping header over Sarkic and it kind of bobbled into the net for one each. And that really rattled us, listeners, and that's a problem, I find, because um, this is a side that doesn't take knocks very well. And... Um, that sense of panic that that induced spread quite quickly and you know within moments again four minutes later it's 2-1 um this time i in the moment i thought it was poor keeping um ball in from the left side again nice move by leicester incidentally got to take your hat off to them nice move down the left it was a cross that actually went over sarkic who was covering his near post i thought last night uncharitably that it was kind of under 14 level Park football goalkeeping. I don't think it was. I think it was a very decent cross. It was over uh, his flapping hands, which doesn't doesn't make for good, um, you know, uh, optics. I suppose you'd say, but then just left the the striker with an easy tap in at the far post. Um, self inflicted in the sense of poor defending. You can take your pick how much of that you want to put onto Sarkic's account for both goals actually, and how much. You want to put onto the defence. Having watched them back again and not in the heat of the game last night, I was last night I charged it almost entirely to Sarkic, but today looking at it, I think it's actually poor central defending on both counts, really. Um, Leicester then had control of the game, and you know, so it went on, really. The, the third goal was comic cuts defending. We couldn't, uh, the ball seemed to stick under everyone's feet. Honeyman um, looked like me. It was like, it was like I was defending out there when the way the ball got stuck under his feet. He almost seemed to fall over and the only thing that was missing was a kind of a West End farce trousers fall down moment showing spotty boxer point, uh, shorts underneath. That was the only thing that was missing from that because it was an easy um, deflected tap in really from the Leicester point of view. Made it 3-1 and um, if it wasn't good night Vienna already it was, certainly was at that point. Now, yeah... Frustrating game because there were chunks of it, large chunks, especially the first half where we'd done really well. But then to gift 
soft, easy goals to the best team in the, in the division, um, well, you're not going to get much joy. There was a late consolation tap-in for Kevin Nisbet in the, I think it was the 90-plus two or three minutes, which made it 3-2. Gave a bit of respectability to the scoreline. Um, looking at the plus side, I suppose you'd say it wasn't an Ipswich-style shellacking. We weren't blasted away by opponents clearly superior. I mean, they, they were superior opponents. I don't think you can really hide from that. But um, equally, we gave it away. I think that's the that's the hard part to take for me from last night. Um, Sarkic in goals drawing a lot of heat. And the choice of Sarkic over Bart is maybe something that our voicemails will tackle as we go along. Um, man that a match from the middle perspective, hard to pick one. Really, it was it, the whole team were on the back foot. Really, from from the start, I suppose I'd have to pick out Bradshaw, who is ever running and got a decent goal. Nisbet didn't do bad; he just didn't have as long at, at the uh, the coalface when he came in. So I'm going to go with Tom Bradshaw. But in truth, it wasn't one of the kind of game where you'd have an easy choice of anyone in particular, dear listeners. Any road, let's have a quick listen to our first voicemail that's been sent in to us. And first up today, we're going to have. Angelo, Angelo Miliato. Hi, Nick's Angelo, mate. Um, just got back from Leicester. Um, don't know what to say, really. I, I, to be honest with you, listen, I was going there expecting a big defeat. Um, so it was um, it was great that we took an early lead and uh, first 15 minutes, we'd we done a arrive. Um, yeah, it was, you know, the first 15 minutes was worth the trip, but... Um, but yeah, just catalogue of errors, mate. Obviously, what is Sarkic doing coming out for that first goal? And then the second goal, the defending, the geezer's all on his own just to tap it in. And then sadly, the third goal, Honeyman just can't get the ball out of his feet and to clear it. And uh, the guy scores with a lucky um, uh, lucky deflection. Um and, um, yeah, Nisbet obviously gets a set of consolation out of the death. But, listen, at the end of the day, mate, you know, they, I think they got one player to get... I think the guy that scored the second goal, he's, I think they paid £30 million for him. Um, yeah, we're, we're, in quality and speed and athleticism, we're, we're, we're leagues apart, mate, leagues apart. You know, I think they had 80% possession. It was painful, but, um, but it was a free roll today, you know, uh, it's the next bunch of games that we've got to win. Um, it would have been nice to obviously get something tonight, but no one, you know, anyone really, none of us really expects to get anything, if we're honest with each other. Um, yeah, no outstanding performances, mate. Obviously, just three errors, I think. Um, nice cross from Murray for Bradshaw's goal. Nice header. Um, I don't know if Bradshaw... I don't know if... Um, I don't know if Wallace was injured or, or that number 18 was just like giving him nightmares. That, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's why they brought Danny Mack on. But, but, um, but yeah, listen, um, unexpected defeat to be fair. But, um, but yeah, there you go. Um, on to Saturday, mate. On to Saturday and uh, let's hope that we can now... There's no excuses now, mate. We've got some games, winnable games... And we need to we need to put off you know put our foot down and start taking some points because it's getting a bit scary down at the bottom there. So, um, but yeah, it's just like you could see it. Um, you could just our players are just too slow. Um, it's just very pedestrian, you know, especially in the midfield, mate. We just we need to buy or loan in athletic fast players. Every every club we come against, you know, this season the the division is hard. And, and everyone's got fast athletic players and, and we we just haven't, you know. I think it makes a massive, massive, massive difference. But anyway, right, I'm off to bed and uh, let's hope we uh, get the three points on Saturday. Come on, you lions. Big thank you, Angelo. Well done for going, mate. Well done to everyone. It's 800 plus, I think, that I saw travelled up to Leicester midweek. It's a game I would have gone to if it had been on a Saturday, but couldn't do the midweek trip, unfortunately. So well done for going, mate. I make you right about the athleticism, the strength side of it. I, I was really struck by how fast, whenever we did get a break going forwards last night, and we did in a couple of times in the, in the second half. We weren't as off of it 
uh, you know, watching the um, the reel back today, there was a couple of moments where um, I thought we could break forwards, but they're just strong and they're quick and they're fast. And as you've said, you're right, Angelo. Um, that's a hallmark of how the teams. I think it's Watts. Joe Edwards is aiming towards. I think we keep talking about this Joe Edwards style process, whatever cliche you want to want to use. It's got to be to aim towards that, and that's going to take time, and it's going to take signings. We've got to survive, number one, um, and that's got to be done. Lastly, speaking with the squad as it is, but we can maybe add strategically uh, to get us out of trouble during January. That's what I'm hoping is going to happen. Because the defending, our defending, last night, I thought, um, for both of the first goals, the the one each and then the 2-1, um, Sunday, and the third one, for what it's worth, um, Sunday, Sunday League style defending, really. And you're up against very, very good sides. And that's, that's, that is, that's right. Um, that's the quality thing that Angelo's talking about. Next up is show regular Ben Anthony's ever listen to Ben. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Ben Anthony here calling in after the 3-2 loss to Leicester, uh, which won't have come as a huge surprise to, to any of us, I don't think. I don't think there would be many expecting us to have got much, uh, if anything, from, from that game uh, against a team that are flying high in the league and um, are, are, are almost certainly going to be one of the two that, that finish going straight up to the Premier League. So, yeah, today was always going to be a really tough ask. But uh, I was I was very pre- pleasantly surprised, uh, particularly for the first sort of 30, 40 minutes. Um, I thought we, we were excellent. Uh, we took a, a really great goal, a, a superb a uh, bit of play from Murray Wallace uh, to provide the assist, and then and a really really impressive finish from Bradshaw, and that set us up for 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 that half uh, first that sort of first half. We had something to hold on to and 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 push on from, uh, and it gave us a real platform in the game. And at half time, there was a sort of feeling of uh, we'd ridden our luck a little bit. I think there was a blatant penalty not given. But uh, we 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 managed to get through it, and if we could keep it tight for sort of ten minutes after the the halftime break, and and then uh, uh, push on from there and frustrate them a little bit, maybe we could get something from this game. But uh, as has been the case a few times this season, the players came out and it was like a different team, um, and they were still sort of half asleep or something, and. And and two very very sloppy goals conceded quite quickly meant that that suddenly we we were pushing, looking at defeat again, uh, which is very disappointing. Um, I thought that the first two goals that we conceded, uh, Kalamatia Sarkic didn't cover himself in glory again, and there's a lot of a lot of questions to be asked there. What mainly what did Bart do wrong? Um, and why is he not playing? Because he was in fantastic form before being dropped, um, and there's there's been no explanation for that. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't think that helped, and I don't the, the defense doesn't hasn't helped either. Uh, that there are mistakes in this defense at the moment, and that there's a confidence thing of as soon as the first goal went in, the heads dropped. Again, and it was like they they knew that the second was probably going to come. And after the second went in, there was a there was almost an inevitable feeling that the third was going to happen, and it was going to be game over. Uh, and and we didn't really attack at all. Um, the the set that our second goal, cons- a consolation goal, really um, purely came from the fact that Leicester were able to sort of down tools a little bit and and we sort of didn't really have anything to play for so we just went for a bit of an attack anyway uh which is a a, a basic consolation goal so the second half was very very poor i would say um and yeah that 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 confidence and that the the sort of resilience isn't there in this team at the moment so I worry about these next three games. We we do need to put in a performance, and the players need to 
need to to sort of develop that backbone quite quickly because this is a, a, a really important three games. They're, they're huge for this season. If we can get some results, we can we can pull clear of this sort of bottom end of the table a little bit and and maybe we can start to push on. Um and 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 that's something to, to hope and something to push for. If we can't get results from this, then then I think it is probably time to start worrying. Uh, but for now, I'm trying to keep calm and reasoned. But yeah, uh, we're looking at those three, the next three games. They are absolutely massive for for this season. So uh, yeah, anyway, that's it from me. Talk later. Bye-bye. Pivotal would be my choice of words, Ben. I'll make you right about the next three fixtures. I mean, they are... Um, not quite deciders. We've still got, uh, I think QPR is the midpoint of the season. That's the 23rd game of the 46-game programme. Um, but yeah, to play uh, Huddersfield, Stoke and then Queen's Park Rangers, all of whom are our relegation rivals. Let's let's get it out there. Let's say it. Um, yeah, pivotal would be my, my um, choice of words. Question really, and I think you've touched on it well there, Ben, is whether the side has the... Uh, the spine, the 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 arse for for what's going to be needed because relegation fights are scraps, aren't they? A fight, as as I've just said. Um, I do get a sense that this team is on the brink of being okay. It's we're not quite there, and we might not get there, listeners. But I don't think we're far off of being a bad side, if not contenders for the, the division. Certainly competent, you know, um, a mediocre championship side um but they they lack certain crucial mental attributes the ability to fight and and to make that extra uh moment challenge that just that that, that every decision has to be contested every every 50 50 has to be contested i'm not sure we're doing that i don't know why maybe the squad lacks that that quality in which case there's the you know there's the thing that we've got to try and find in the January transfer window. I don't want to bang on about the January transfer window. I mentioned SA um, last time I did a show and people got quite um, upset over the idea that we might have to have a transaction going on. Um, I have no inside info on that. I, and this is just purely the fact we're not seeing Romain SA in the side that, that is crying out for some extra level of you know, point of attack, creativity, whatever, whatever way you want to put it. I don't know if the club's got any. Um, there might be no one on the. There might be no money for it anywhere. I don't know. Um, no one tells me anything. But you got to be able to talk about these things because if we don't find the resources to bring players in, then we're not going to strengthen the squad. And I think at the moment the squad as it is is not good enough. And it needs strengthening. And I think it's not good enough across many different areas. So I don't think there's any comfort for any particular part of the side to say, well, we're okay. It's them over there. The, the other question, yeah, Bart. Bart, I was, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. understand that selection. Um, we've paid over a million pounds for Sarkic. I can't believe that's the driving factor in selecting him over Bart. Because for me, Bart is one of the best shot stoppers, even at the age of, what is he, 36, 37? One of the best I've seen in a long while. I'd put him in a similar sentence. Well, he's player of the season twice. Um, and he goes in the same sentence as the likes of Fordy, Warner. You know, strong, physically imposing goalkeepers. My problem, and I've, got, I've got no personal issue with, with uh, Mattia Sarkic. He, he looks like a decent boy, but he doesn't look like a physically imposing goalkeeper. When he came for the the first goal... You know, you've got to go in and physically put yourself in the in the ruck, in in where the the bodies is going to hurt. And he didn't do that, and he seems small in the goal. And I don't know how good a goalkeeper is in reaction times. I've not seen anything to uh, you know get me get get me out of my seat. Whereas Bart does produce miracles to order, doesn't he? And that's a great attribute to having a goalkeeper. Anyway, there we are. Big thank you to to Ben Anthony. Let's up. Let's go for Big Paul. Go to the big pool. Evening, Nick. I'm going to give you me two pennies worth. Uh, I didn't go to the game tonight. I watched it on the old stick. I've got a, got a bit of a cold. Not Millwall flu, but near enough. Uh, 
yeah, I think we started well. We looked good. I thought we played some nice football, to be fair. But uh, I'm starting to sort of... I'm not going to say change my mind. I'm going to say, right, I'm not fickle. I'm going to stand by Joe Edwards. I think we're, we're trying to play some nice football with some very robotic, cumbersome players. You know, without naming names, you can see who they are. Uh and I don't know if that's going to work. You can't get those sort of players playing pretty football. You know, fast-paced, pretty football, it's not going to work. Uh, however, I think we'll get our first win on Saturday and it'll be a building block. Um, I'm hoping. But looking at it, I'm wondering if we... Was this was it the right time for this sort of appointment? You know, Edwards would have been, for me, starting a fresh, a new season with a transfer window... Not halfway through to sort out. There was a bit. There's a bit of mess to sort out there, isn't there? Let's be honest. And someone who's not managed anywhere else before. I won't even mention the fact that he's not played. A lot of people are mentioning this, but I feel like giving the due as a manager and as a coach. Uh, but did it need someone that's been there, done it, that can just sort out a few things? Um, like I said, I'm not. I'm still. He's got my backing. Got my full support, but you know, I'm I'm just there's a bit of doubt there now for me. I'm sort of thinking, was it the wrong time? Not even that he's the wrong, he's the wrong appointment. It's the wrong time for it. You know, I think maybe someone come in. If we had our eye on him, someone comes in, steadies the ship. You know, sees this season out, and they say like, you know, something like without people will disagree with this straight away. But someone like Walnut, right? I'll come in, boom, whip him into shape, get the results we need. Crack on, stay up, and then say, look, we've got our eye on this Edwards as a future plan moving forward. But for him to come in now, it's bad timing, I think. That's my humble opinion. But listen, we will win Saturday, hopefully, and it'll be a building block. Give a player some confidence, and like I said, we look all right. We look good, look good in the first half. But yeah, just not sure this is going to happen. Let's see. Fingers crossed. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Big thank you, Paul. Um, yeah, timing of Joe Edwards is an interesting point. You and me and everyone on the show, listening to the show, will be reading the social media comments by by people. Um, <sighs> Gary Rowett left us when he left us. Now, whether the time was right to bring in, you know, a kind of a a revolutionary figure, if you if you want to put it that way, um, over an old sweat, and Warnock is probably the classic oldest sweatiest type out there i suppose um well i suppose the results will do the talking this next sequence of games uh, huddersfield stoke and qpr as we've said already pivotal for the season they're going to decide whether we really are in a relegation dogfight or can we pull away to a more mid-table position um i think we're not too far away personally and some will laugh at me and some might even call me naive um but I do think that we the, the the first half last night against I'd say the best team 
possibly uh, Ipswich might have an argument over that, but certainly that those two teams are some distance off in the you know away in the distance in this division, and to to hold them and to be leading at half time was no mean achievement. Um, this this tendency we have towards self sabotage is something that's got to be nailed, and that's going to be a challenge for Joe Was he supposed to be a top coach? Is supposed to be his his team? I suppose have you know worked on this kind of thing in the modern game. We've got to find out what it is. We we probably can't change the squad tremendously. I think we can hopefully bring in one or two strategic uh, loans signings. Possibly, I don't know. It may mean that we have to do some transactions outwards. People get a bit excited when you say that, but that's how football works. Um, it's going to be probably a painful process. I think survival beyond all else. We've got to, we've got to stay in this division because to fall back into League One, um, you know, you really are staring down the barrel down in that division. So, you know, I think we have to do all that we can. Is it the right choice? I, I hope so and I want it to be, Paul, but I, you know, none of us can really say one way or the other other than to cross our fingers and by any lucky heather that you might find from passing, uh, you know, gypsy communities or something. Um, big thank you though to Paul incidentally listeners I really really appreciate everyone sending me messages you can do it one or two ways uh, you can go on X on Twitter and direct message me there's a there's a sound option in a corner I can I can lift off the sound record the sound and this is what you know um, goes into these kinds of shows which I really enjoy uh, the you can record it at your own leisure just press the press the button on on x speak if you don't want to use the one you just done me just tell me so delete that one nick do another one um i'll always edit on and anything you don't want to include i'll always take it out no problem on that front um but yeah anything you want to send me is good and i really really appreciate the wider range of voices we're getting on the show as a consequence it's what i want to hear so a big thank you paul um next up old mate of mine, it's Bill, Bill Slack. Let's have a listen to what Bill's got to say. Hello, Nick, Bill Slack. I was thinking tonight, um, watching this game, that this is perhaps how it ends. You know, this is why we're a yo-yo club. This is why Millwall um, go from Division 1 to the to the Championship or, or, you know, second to the third in the old days because we haven't got the budget almost everybody else has, has got. Um, you know, you you can't keep buying average players, you can't keep bringing in other people's average players and expect to, to, to move the club on. You know, I think if you look over the last few years, we, we signed a young George Savile, um, we signed um, Jed, we had Fleming last year banging 15 goals. You know, we've uncovered the odd diamond I wouldn't say they did it on their own, but but those players were a focal point for the team, scored goals um, and had an effect on the team that's undefinable in some ways. And we, we haven't got anyone like that at the moment. Um, Fleming has, has just lost all semblance of a professional footballer, let alone the player he was last year. And, and perhaps when you're, you're always shopping in Aldi's or Lidl's or that bargain basement, you're going to end up with a squad of really, really average players because you pay average money, you pay average transfer fees, you end up with average players, average performances, relegation. And and maybe that's just how it ends. Maybe that is just where we are now, you know. Um, you know, we, we, we've got owners of the club who've, who have financed this club for years and years and years, and I'll be eternally grateful for for what the Berylsons have done for this club. I don't want anybody to be any doubt about what I'm saying, but we ha- we haven't got an owner that that will spend five, six, seven, nine million pound on a player, and an awful lot of these clubs have, and we haven't, and we don't, and we won't. And at some point or another, it's all going to come together and we're going to end up with a really shit average squad. And and that's exactly where we are. You know, I mean, I think the average age of our squad is probably higher than it's been in years and years and years. We're bringing in 
other clubs, players who are shit, we're bringing in players like Ryan Longman. I've been quite hard on Ryan Longman over the last few weeks, but he, he's nothing other than average. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I could go through it. Um, Billy Mitch, um, over 100 games for us, doesn't score any goals. Um, I don't know, mate, there's nobody in that squad that you can hang your hat on and say, do you know what, you're a bit special. And the only lad that we absolutely know is a bit special isn't setting a football boot onto a, a football pitch at the moment. Um, that being said, we did spend quite a lot of money in our terms on that fucking keeper. And I, I swear if he's playing Saturday, I'm, I am going to have a fucking stroke. Um, because I spent all last year watching George Long being told by by people around me that he kicked better, throw the fucking ball in the net every other week, and here we are, a bloke who's coming with a lot of money, on a lot of money, and, and where are we? Fucking basic keeping errors again. And, and, and it, Edwards must be able to see that. He must be able to see with his own eyes that that keeper is shit. I think that... Edwards, he's thrashing about a bit with 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 lineups and picking the side and f three or four changes. His 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 substitutions don't make sense to me. He looks a little bit out of his depth. I know I've said it before, um, but you know, a, an incredibly average squad and um, a really well, the boy wonders got some work on his hands, and he. Um, but like I said, mate, mate, maybe this is, maybe this is Millwall. I mean, it is typical Millwall, first and second division. Um, maybe that's just where we are. Just hope that something happens this year that, that you know we we buy it and kick some bollocks and and stay up. But I can't see it at a minute, mate. Can you? I'll speak to you soon. Take it easy. Great stuff, Bill. Um, can I see us staying up? Honest answer for you know, try and try and tell it like it is at the moment with this squad and what I've seen, what we've all seen in the last few games, the self destruction, which is what's happened at at, uh, at uh, Cardiff and then last night at Leicester, and but on previous occasions, I and mean, we've seen it repeatedly going back to Blackburn, really. But this this capacity to self um, self harm <laughs> is 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 something that's beyond me. I I, I don't understand that. Um, the, I think you're right. The the squad is not. There is no star in this side. There is no there is no Jed who we can turn to to always get us out of trouble. There are no old hands. There's no um, there's no Steve Morrison. There's no um, uh, Dunny. There's no there's no Craig to grab older people and force them forwards and tell them what to do. I, I think we lack a lot of on-field presence. Um, I, I feel that we we certainly don't have a a backbone, a Millwall spine in this side. Now, um, I did go and watch the, the uh, under-21 side win their, their, their championship back in May and we do have some promising youngsters I understand that you probably can't throw them into the maelstrom of the championship but um, and I'm not going to touch on the Romaine essay question because I think we've, we've probably done that to death but there are others you know I've seen uh, Adam Malucky looked a really strong player it might I'm not saying you'd take him to you know to every start him every single game but you you might want to have a look at him in, in a men's situation um, so from that point of view, I, I don't understand some of the selections that Joe's been making. Um, possibly he's still someone posted uh, on on X that he doesn't know his own his best side. I don't suppose he does. I don't think any of us do. Do we? Does anyone you know listening to this show know our best side? I'm not sure we have a best side really. Um, that said, we're not far off of being an okay side, and that's really all I'm going to settle for this season because I think it's number one priority that we survive. Uh, now, how are we going to do that? I, I'm hoping that we get some plum strategic loans or signing just to get us out of a hole in January. 
but the next three games I, I do agree are um, you know are huge um, typical Millwall yes it is typical Millwall throughout our whole history youngsters anyone that's out there that thinks that we've got some divine right to compete at the top table our history is being a third and second division side alternately anyway there it is um, next up new voice interesting voice quirky voice it's Mr Bobby but Mr Cheeky Bobby let's have a listen to him Good evening, Achtan Millwall, mate. This is Bobby here, mate. Love the show, love the podcast. Where do I begin tonight, mate? The whole world thought we were going to lose 6 7 0, 4 0. Bobby caught Leicester cold, deserved to go in the lead. What happened second half? We come out, same old Millwall. Just basically froze Sartrix, two goals in two minutes. Sartrix not up for it. Why did he drop bar? That's what I want to know. Fleming, come on, didn't do nothing, don't want to be here, right? And look, all I'm saying is basically Saturday is a must big cup final now. Trust the, trust the process with Joe Edwards. I'm fuming in a way. Uh, I'm a bit, a bit of pride. But what is going to happen now Saturday, mate? Oh, my God. Nick, take care. Great channel. See you soon, Bobby. Big thank you, Bobby. Keep them coming, mate. Keep them coming on X. On direct messaging on X. That's the kind of thing you can get on, on X. Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate that, mate. Trust the process is an interesting point. This is a... A cliche. Um, can this squad adapt itself to play the kind of football that Joe Edwards is aiming for? And let's let's define what Joe's aiming for. I think it would be something like what we saw last night, albeit with far more um, players of far greater quality and athleticism, as others have made clear already on this show. Um, but that's the aim. That's 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 the target. You know, you may never achieve it. I once read a book on how to start writing, how to be a creative writer, and I always remembered one of the opening sentences. It said, "You you'll you'll never be Shakespeare. Don't matter who you are. You can do something. You can aim for it, but don't expect to be it." And I think that's probably the best approach we can do at Mill. We will never be Manchester City, dear listeners, but we can aim to play a higher level of football, a more attacking minded level of football one thing I did find interesting whilst I think on that point though last night was how well and how strong Leicester were in defence um, apparently they've not, had not been a great they're a side that has a reputation that you can get at them they've lost I think it was twice this season at home um, I didn't see much sign of that last night We, we maybe with a goal the, the consolation goal maybe our our opener for that matter but whenever it really counted, they were strong and quick and fast in defence as much as they were going forwards. And that's really, really a problem for us. Um, but anyway, big thank you, Bobby. Appreciate that, mate. Let's have a listen to Craig, Craig Jones. In the words of Corporal Jones, no relation. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. That is all I would ask the players and the squad to do and the fans, which, to be fair, let's face it, we're beginning to panic a tiny touch with us now flirting with relegation. Um, I remember it's, we're not past Christmas yet. We've still got a few games to go. Um, there is encouraging signs, but it is... Again, it's the word that I imagine that Joe Edwards would bring up and it's basics, the basics of defending, the basics of, of goalkeeping that have really hurt us. Um, Leicester are one of the best sides in the league. We've, in the space of just over a few weeks, we've played Ipswich and Leicester, they have absolutely terrorised us, um, if not grinded us down. The way they started that second half, Leicester were just, they they had their tails up and they were ready to fester into the bins like a fox would. Um, but yeah, there is a little bit of food for thought, I guess, for us is that going forward in the first half, we looked really good. We looked very encouraging. They looked shell-shocked and I think if we were bit more positive and didn't look so scared whenever they attacked us in the second half we we may well have done well but again it's there's no pace um there's no cohesion Campbell looks like he just runs around and does and that's about it um 
the defence just doesn't look very organised. We look a bit lost. Wallace was getting absolutely roasted. He was being peppered like a steak towards the end there of that of, of the first half. Um, yeah, I don't really know where we go from here. Just hope that we get some results on the weekend. But let's see what happens. Come on, let's try and stay positive, please. Peppered steak, some really nice analogies flying around there, Craig. I like it, mate. Um, yeah, Campbell, I don't understand some selections. Um, we've we've done Sarkic to death, so I won't go on about that again. I don't really get what Alan Campbell is doing at the club, in all honesty. I know that Billy apparently is getting a bit of um, stick and heat online. That's because he's a Millwall fan as much as anything else, and now people are criticising his game. But I don't know what Campbell's bringing to us that um, Billy wouldn't. Um, very, very odd decision. Very odd selection. I will say the decision to drop Fleming last night felt right. I thought we looked quite um, energetic and dynamic. Watmore made a couple of good runs, especially in that first half. And, you know, I think I've said already elsewhere in, the, in, in our other show that uh, we didn't miss Fleming. And that's a bit of an indictment. He should be looking at that. And if he gets to hear that comment... That should really hurt him. I'm hoping it does hurt him. We, we, we hear a lot now about players and um, you know their, 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 their kind of ability to be uh, negatively damaged by what they hit, see and hear online. But it's a it's a tough sport, football. And as long as it doesn't cross a line, I think there's a benefit in hearing that our player of the season last year, 15 goals was it he scored? Um, clearly a talent. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that we played last night and didn't miss him, because we played our best football that we played for a little while without him, that should hurt him. And that should be a spark if he's got enough in him to really aim for the top table, this Premier League, mythical Premier League that I can't believe anyone's going to be looking for for him at the moment based on this season's form. Yeah, don't panic. Don't panic. I, uh, I'm trying not to panic. Um, let's now start going around the world. We've got some... Um, this show like anything on the internet, is a global, global product. And next up, we're going to listen to Danny all the way in Calgary, Canada. Hello, Nick. Danny from Calgary here. Sorry if you can hear crunching in the background, just taking a dog for a walk in the snow. I'm actually just calling for one thing. I think I think your conspiracy theory is, uh, I think it might be coming true. I, I think SA might be off. Why the Why is he not getting game time, let alone coming off the bench I think you could easily start in that team right now and it fathoms me how he's not getting off that bench and and getting on that pitch so yeah I've, I've got to start thinking that there's a deal deal's been done and whatever club they've, they, they said you know keep him fit I, mean, I, I don't know but I think I think you might have got it there Nick so um, I'm not really going to touch on the game see what Edwards can do in January um, you know, give him, give him a team. Oh God, it's it's pretty dire at the moment, isn't it? Um, onwards and upwards. Hopefully, gotta get three points soon. Come on, you lions! The sounds of Canadian snow. This is what you get on this show, listeners. You travel all around the world with Akdungmul. Big thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, I, I was mucking about. You know, people get very, very heated very quickly, I find, um, in this modern world. I suppose social media does that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Romain SA is um, staying or going, to be honest. Um, I have no clue, no inside info. But it does seem really odd that we've not seen him at all since Joe Edwards has come into the job, which is, what, a couple of weeks ago now, is it? We've not seen Romain SA at all. Um, we have seen Amaku, but we haven't seen Romain. I don't know. Um, if anyone give me a good reason someone said online they don't want to throw a young player into a, a failing side or you know into the relegation mix well yeah okay I can get that in one way but then again if you want to play professional football you've got to learn to deal with all sorts of situations so it doesn't really wash with me unless there is um, you know there, there, are, there are moves afoot who knows I, I don't know but a big thank you to Dan out there in, in, in Calgary. We're going to zoom around the world now. Probably, is it opposite? Not far short of opposite. On the other side of the world to 
two from Australia now. We're going to go with Dave Baccarini from Australia, then Jamie Mack. Nick, I hope this is working. This is Dave from sunny Australia, my first to ring through. 72-year-old Millwall madman. Uh, Harry Critz is my hero. Anyway, I thought I'd give feedback on three points from the um, Leicester game. The first one, what the friggin' heck has Andy Marshall, our goalkeeping coach, done? He had long for a year, he's had magic for whatever it is now, and both goalkeepers are doing fundamental errors. What the heck is he doing? Number two, I don't know if any other Mill supporters will agree, but I thought last night Honeyman was quite good in a number 10. Tried quite a few passes through and he made one through for um, Bradders. He didn't put it away, but I thought Honeyman looked a promising alternative to Fleming. And the third one, uh, and I'm not quite sure how disappointed I am, I thought Edwards played really rowet ball last night. There wasn't much playing out. It's quite long balls, even from the goalkeeper. And I wondered if he was just uh, cutting his cloth to suit his players, particularly like a team like Leicester. I'm really hoping against Huddersfield, we see a bit more of the passing game that he's been gradually introducing bits and pieces. Anyway, good to hear from you, Nick. Bye. Good morning from Australia. This is Jamie Mack from my front room after watching the stream on my telly. Uh, Predictable, if not somewhat disappointing result after getting our noses ahead and seeing them running out of ideas. Seems quite often now we've got a bit of a soft belly where they come out and they score two very soft goals. Uh, Sarkic's positioning was definitely a fault for both of them. Um, hopefully it's just something he can get better with with a bit of confidence and the run in the games. But that's three mistakes in two games and has cost us here. Uh, a bit fortunate. We kept going. A bit fortunate to um, get a second goal, to be honest with you. Couldn't really see it coming. Uh, Huffed and puffed to try and get a third. Didn't really look like we was going to get there. Going forward, Leicester looked very good. Um, Murray Wallace was rightly taken off. He was getting absolutely murdered down that wing. Um, putting on, showing lack of depth, having points put right back um, of Danny Mack covering him. Um, again, yeah, Campbell was almost non-existence in the midfield. Hopefully we get better. Many of us thought it was going to get done about 4-0. 3-2 on paper. It's not too bad. Not demoralising. Go on for next week. Come on, you Lions. Big thank you, Dave, and, and to Jamie, and indeed to all of our Australian listeners. We do get quite a few Aussie listeners. I imagine expats that have gone out there. Um, might be a few homegrown Aussies, I don't know. Um, it never ceases to fascinate me. We've had Calgary, got a lot of USA-based listeners, and Australia, and to some extent New Zealand. Um, it will never cease to amaze me. I'm, I'm of an era where I still can't quite believe that me sitting in my back room can produce something that gets listened to on the other side of the world. So um, anyway, big thank you, boys, for for those. I mean, Dave, yeah. I mean, Andy Marshall was a good point that, Dave, uh, you made there, mate. Um, I've not been terribly impressed with our goalkeeping for some while, really. David Fall was probably the last great goalkeeper. Um, Jordan Archer, when he first came to us, as though he became a, a joke figure, was, uh, well, he was player of the season. So, you know, we don't give him for nothing, do we? Um, he was a decent goalkeeper, but he went off the rails generally. Um, Bart, I suppose, is, is as near to a great goalkeeper. He's not been in a great side. That's his, that's his problem. But some of the instinctive shot-stopping that he's capable of can save points. And I do believe... That's going to be the number one priority. So it's going to be a big choice on Saturday whether Joe Edwards falls into the um, you know the cussed football manager zone of picking players' selections in spite of what fans clearly are calling for, or, or being seen to be caving in. There's, there is that's a real thing um, in the game. I've, I know that because I listened to Gary Rowett's podcast the other day. So that you know players being and managers being human and all that. Um, yeah, last night was a bit rowdy, but I think it was all about containment last night, Dave. Um, I like your choice, Jamie, of the word soft underbelly. I think that's probably right. I think Murray Wallace came off because he was on a yellow card, and the way that Keith Stroud was handing out the cards last night, um, he was almost certainly going to be looking at a red very, very shortly, and Danny Mack came in, did a okay-ish, okay-ish job, I think. Uh, let's move along now. This uh, back to the UK now. We're going to have Jim Hackett. And then we'll conclude with uh, with Luke. Morning, Nick. Jim Hackett here um, after the game last night. 
wasn't really a game of two hours, was it? It was a game of uh, one-way traffic. I think I've no idea what the percentages were, but if you look at it, I'm sure Leicester had, you know, not just the majority, but practically all the game. And then we got what we could out of it. I thought it was a great start. I thought first half, our lads showed plenty of energy, a little bit of quality when we had the ball, got the goal, and then it really was one-way traffic after that. And I think as you watched even the first half, as it was getting longer and longer, we were getting deeper and deeper, and they just carried on doing what they were doing and eventually worked out that if they go down the flanks, then that's where they get their joy. And we got to half-time. I think everybody could see the writing on the wall for the second half. It was just how long we would hold out. And unfortunately, in the first five minutes, we were down 2-1. I thought the goals... I'm not going to talk about the goalkeeper because I think uh, he'll know, everybody will know that the first one, shocking. A, a terrible decision, not even no man's land, as they were saying on the TV, but... He just shouldn't have come. If he'd have stayed on his line where he should have been, he'd have just picked the ball up without a problem. And then the second one, I think, was uh, even worse for me because he got himself into an area where a goalkeeper shouldn't be getting clipped on his on his own line. So the ball from five yards away goes over his head and he's left there on a the plate for somebody. And again, nobody's tracking the striker. And it's just really disappointing that we started the second half like that. And then when they went 3-1 up, I think the the right was on the wall that that we might just cave in as usual, but then they, they kept fighting our boys and uh, got a deserved second goal. I think just for the effort they put in, and I'm glad it was Nesbit scored. I'm glad Bradshaw and Nesbit are scoring because somewhere in the the scheme of things, there's got to be two strikers, and if they're both getting goals, then their confidence might be a little bit better than than it has been in the past. So again, for me, first half team did what they could. The second half, when he made the change at half-time and he brought Danny on, I thought it was a perfect game for Danny because all he had to do was defend. I think when he had the ball and he tried to pass it, he was on the wrong side for himself, but he, he did his best. And as a defensive player, I thought he stood out well last night. And then going forward, he, he obviously did what he could with the ball. And he just gave it simply and and we kept recirculating it when we could. But... Overall, I think Leonard, again, shows what a vital cog he is in the, the whole machine. Savile played very well. And even with Campbell, I think him and Campbell were just chasing shadows a lot of the time in the middle of the park, but they did what they could. And then going forward, Watmore showed a little bit of energy, along with Bradshaw in the first half. And, you know, the, you can't moan about the team that he put out too much. I think the goalkeeper's the big talking point because Bart probably should never have, have been left out for without a reason and, and even now I don't think anybody's got the reason for why he was left out but it's a manager's decision and he'll, he'll live and die by them but overall um, a half decent performance against one of the better teams it's, it's obvious in the championship now very much like the Premier League you've got the top four, five, six teams who are going to run away with whatever's going and the rest of us are just fighting to stay in the league I think our next three games are the ones that matter and if we play like we did last night and in previous games, if we can keep that sort of performance going, then I think we'll we'll get some joy. Hopefully, we'll get some points because, you know, one point in the last five games isn't enough to keep us in the league and we shouldn't be looking down that far. We're better than that. And that's, it's down to the, the manager to pick the right team, maybe stop chopping and changing game after game so that the players that come in aren't sure if they're staying and then when they go, there's no reason for it. One player I thought did stand out last night, especially in the first half, was Honeyman. He showed some great little touches, bags of energy. And when we did go forward, he was the one that was in the little pockets that, that could lay the ball off and, and do things. So, again, Honeyman should start Saturday. But Willie, we don't know. And you've got to look at the back four. You know, do we need... Well, last night was a back five. Do we need all those in there to... To defend, we did last night, I think, but on Saturday against Huddersfield, I think we've got to take the game to them and and really show them that, that we can play football, but at the same time, get the ball into the areas where Nisbet, Bradshaw, whoever can do the damage and uh, hopefully we'll get some joy going forward. I thought it was a, there was little flickers of hope from the game last night and let's just hope it wasn't a, another full storm that we're getting. So move on to Saturday and come on you Lions. Thank you, Jim. Um, yeah, I, th- I think flickers of hope is a good, a good description. As I've said a few times 
on the uh, the two shows that we're doing um, from last night's game, we weren't we we did well in in phases. We did well, although we then self destructed, which is the frustrating part about it. Um, I agree about Honeyman, incidentally, Jim. I thought he, you know, I, I, some people don't seem to like him. I, I don't mind him. I think he brings energy. Uh, same with Watmore. Actually, last night he 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 made a really decent run prior to the the goal. I think was he surged forwards that produced the. Was it a throw-in or something on the left side? I can't remember. Um, the other thing that just struck me, um, I was going to run Luke's message, we'll run Luke after this sequence, listeners, but um, the, the, the the selection of Joe Edwards, his, his selection policy, shall we call it. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think any of us like irrationality. I don't think that the um, selection of Sarkic made any sense, makes any sense to most of us. That's a problem. Campbell's inclusion, um, Campbell looks a fairly mundane player to me, so I don't understand that either. Then it may be one of these situations where there's a higher level of football management vision that they can see things that mere mortals like us, um, listeners and creators of podcasts and fans that sit on terraces can't see. Um, if it is so mysterious and behind so many layers of uh, veils, then um, I've got no chance of ever seeing it. But I can't see, um, I can't understand those selections, let's put it that way. Anyway, our last message for today is going to be Luke. Let's have a listen to Luke. Morning, Nick. Um, I never send these. Um, but I'm on my long walk back home after Leicester away. Um, had a few thoughts that I wanted to sort of put down. I thought, do you know what? I think I came into it thinking, if we don't lose 7-0, this is a blessing. And we didn't do that. So fair play to the boys, fair play to Joe Edwards. Um, I just wanted to address one thing, sort of with Murray Wallace, if I'm honest. Um, Murray Wallace got skin today. There's no getting out of that. But I, I can't help but feel he's a fella that got brought into the club as a centre-back. Has played left-back the majority of the time that he's been at the club has played sort of the left side of, of the defence. You know, when we played a three, but I don't think he's ever been, actually been, sort of, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's ever actually been tested as a, a sort of centre-half. Um, and I think it's very unfair the way that he keeps getting pushed out. And I ain't saying the criticisms are warranted, it's not, because he has been skinned alive. But is, is it his fault if he's a a centre-half playing left-back. You know, he's, what, six foot four, built like an absolute shed. How is he supposed to deal with some of the defenders we're going to come up against? Do you know what I mean? I, I, think, I think sometimes it's a little bit unfair. And then again, I think Watmore did all right when he was on. I think he's done more than Fleming's done sort of the last few games. That's not a slight on Fleming. He, he's just out of form, you know. He'll pick it back up. Um, but I think possibly it might be, it might be time to sort of give Bradshaw and Nisbet together a chance to sort of build a partnership. I know they ain't the biggest fellas and they're probably not going to be able to play the way we want them to. You know, what we actually need is Matt Smith back in his prime, but that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, may- maybe it's time to sort of give them to a shot up, up top, put what more Fleming, someone like that, in the number 10, sort of play, play that sort of way. Oh. I don't know, I ain't a manager, I don't get paid enough for this. None of us do, Luke. <laughs> That's for sure, mate. Um, well done for going last night, and, and big thank you. First time caller, listeners. If you want to uh, join in the show, join in the conversation, do give me a shout on X. Go to the direct messages, they're always open. I get all sorts of weird and wonderful invitations from young ladies around the world, which, um, you know, I'm too old um, any bots out there I'm too old for all that carry on now um, anyway where was I yeah um, first time caller so yeah do do hit me up as the kids say listeners on X um, you can think of it as therapy post match therapy I think that's probably what you've done there Luke a little bit it feels like you're walking along in the aftermath of a, of, of a, of a defeat and it's like an outpouring it's a venting um, psychiatrist couch kind of um, process I always want to hear from people I really appreciate everyone's messages today in the aftermath of that 3-2 loss last night. Um, on to Saturday, on to Huddersfield. Incidentally, dear listeners, you can, if you still haven't got one, you can still 
pick up your copy of the Achtung Mill calendar. Tenner. £10. English pounds. You can buy them for cash off of Kelly on the Food Hub stand. Uh, just put a tenner in her, her collection tin there. She'll give you a, a calendar. It features my selection of players of the season since the move to the new stadium in 1993. If cards are your thing, you can go over to the MSC stand. They very kindly... Um, got a bunch on the MSC stand and the great advantage they've got a card reader over there so you can pay by card um, and it all goes direct all the profits will go direct to the food hub at Christmas time which is a fantastic cause I'm going to do a little tot up because it'll be the last chance to sell direct you can still order online there's a link on the MSC shop um, and I'll send them out um, still got time to get them before Christmas if not, then um, we'll have a little tot-up after the Christmas fixtures and I'll let you know how much money was made by the Achtung Mill Christmas calendar appeal for the Food Hub. What a fantastic cause it is. So there we are. That's the end of this voicemail edition of Achtung Mill, dear listeners. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. hope you enjoy it. I've got another edition to put out, which was a conversation between Michael and Harry. That'll go out later today. So this is part one. That'll be part two. But until the weekend... Fingers crossed, rabbit's foot in hand, lucky Heather bought from the local travelling community, Arriva Dirty Millwall for a win Saturday. Bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. You thought I'd forgotten the, the Pundit Games question, didn't you, listeners? Do you want to know a secret? I had. Anyway, here's the answer to the question that led off today's show. This is a golden boy from the early 90s, Manchester United player, um, cup hat-trick at Highbury in the League Cup, stealing the hearts of Old Trafford. He's been on Celebrity Love Island, dancing on ice and even a minor role in Coronation Street. It was played alongside Clayton Blackmore, Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp, figure from the early 1980s era, Manchester United. That's punditgames.co.uk, number one football trivia game. Every sale made generates a donation towards the Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Until the next show, it's Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now.